coronavirus won't get us down. <laughs> yes. Is that the way I wanted to start this? No. So it beautiful. Just, it happened. It just came out. So, so beautiful. Well, today, I'm Ashlyn. I'm Christina. <laughs> and this is The Place Within, where this week and every week of the foreseeable future... <laughs> We oh <laughs> get into the heart of our thoughts, feelings, and desires, where we trust we'll find the gospel and our need for it. This is yes, the first, um, the first episode coming to you from the quarantine zone. Mm-hmm. I don't think actually either of us is actually quarantined, so let's get our terms straight. We love to do that here on a place with right. We're not quarantined. Mm-hmm. Um, we're always socially Although, distant. From I haven't each other. left my house in two days. Fair what? <laughs> I mean, other than. That one time in November and then that other time in January, we're always socially distanced from each other. Oh, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. So as we see that a lot of like parishes and community groups or even like Bible studies are moving to a um, moving to a online format. Ashlyn and I have been um, experiencing spiritual friendship online for several years. Yeah, so, that's true. Um, I'll let you all know that it can be done, and um, I won't say that it, eh, eh, sure, it's better to be in person, but this is comparable. I mean, <laughs> yeah, when it's what you've got, it's what you've got. The Lord uses exactly. it. Yeah, I don't, and I don't want to put down, like, the ways that we're processing or the different experiences. I guess there are definitely things that we will get into that are weird about the current situation that we are in. Crazy weird. Crazy okay. weird. Um, But I work on a remote team, so... The people that I work most closely, close mm, words, closely with, I meet over video call like 95% mm. of the time. Um, most of my closest wow. friends live far away from me. So I guess I'm just, I don't feel deeply poor of friendship or meaningful relationships, mm. but have a lot of them that the we are united through screens and the Eucharist. So I guess... We'll just, that's, mm-hmm. that's something. The I don't know. How, how do we even talk about this? Spiritual communion. Yeah. Well, how did, I mean, how did we get here? What was your experience getting to this point? So, yeah. Um, I feel like it was so crazy just how everything escalated so fast. So we're recording on Wednesday, the, what is this? The 18th. Mm-hmm. We're recording on Wednesday, the 18th. Happy birthday. Um, Shout out Andrew Berta. Moving on back to okay. you, Christina. Yep. And, um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, a week ago, I truly did not think that anything like what has happened would happen. Um, and it was really over the course of like 24 hours that my entire mentality about the situation shifted as I got more information or as I sort of realized that I didn't know what I was talking about and all this different stuff. Right. So on Thursday, I think like Seattle and Washington was the first state to stop masses and, um, to really be closing things down. Mm -hmm. And when I first heard that, I was like, excuse me, like, we're going to cancel masses. You can't do that. You know what I mean? And when it's only one diocese, um, then like, you know, you have a little bit of like a, the novelty of it and like mm-hmm. the questioning it. Um, but within 24 hours, I was like, nope, I was wrong. I think you can do that. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, I mean, it was just, I've never experienced something like that where everything changed so fast mm-hmm. from like. I, where my students were asking me on like Thursday, do you think we're going to cancel school? And I was like, I mean, I don't think so, but anything could happen to having Friday be a half day. And at the end of the day being like, I don't know when I'll see you next, Mm. you know? Um, and at this point, like for us, school is canceled officially till the 31st. Um, we haven't gotten any official announcements, but you might've seen that the governor of California said that they don't, the governor made this hypothesis that he doesn't think schools are going to reopen which is like so mm-hmm. shocking mm-hmm. and like if it comes to that I don't know I'm like I'm not I've been really grateful that I haven't been like doing a whole lot of rabbit hole stuff with this mm-hmm. um and just kind of think taking things as they come which right. I, I'm grateful for but I mean I think about what that'll actually look like if I actually never see my eighth graders again mm-hmm. If the last time I was, because we didn't, I mean, half of them were absent Thursday and half of them were absent Friday. So the last time I saw them was a week ago today and I never knew it. Like that's really strange. Right. And that's like where a lot of college seniors are at. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, you know, there's like, they'll get their degree, but like all of your 
end of senior year expectations are just like thrown out of the window within hours right not even within 24 hours like things like that it's like you think you're coming back you just don't know when and then nope you're not coming back period Right. right no questions asked so weird how about you well when the situation in the united states began to escalate a lot i was on a mission trip um and it was a domestic mission trip in denver which is interesting and um Yes, you're right. I do live in Denver um, and had a group of college students and two missionary leaders um, here. They were all from the East Coast, except for our one gal from Alabama. And we were on a media fast, but that's a little hard to navigate even in a domestic mission trip. So we kind of knew inklings of what was going on. And a week ago today is when the majority of the students that I had on the trip were from the University of Pennsylvania. Penn got canceled on Wednesday, officially. They found out that For they... For the rest of the year? hmm So wow. they were on spring break and found out that they got canceled, and they were freaked out. And I was stressed because I wanted them to be present to the trip. Um, and it was just hard to navigate that, but that's neither here nor there. It's just so interesting. I mean, backtracking from there, um, Thursday the 5th, I got my leaders here, um, shout out to Joe and Angela and we were ready. We were making plans. We were getting ready for the trip. And a week later, um, not to like scare anyone, <laughs> but one of them needed to go because there was a family emergency that has, is resolving and God is, I mean, God is good no matter what, but it was, it's a good situation going forward, but a scary situation last week. And, um, the other one wasn't feeling well and we needed to take them to, get tested to find out if we were all kind of at risk for exposure to this virus praise the lord i've never been so thankful for someone having the flu before but um so it's just kind of interesting that we were sort of in and out having conversations about the situation um but with the people that we were serving which they know things we knew some things it was like a lot of um confusion i think all around but i would say not any like direct outlets or a lot of time spent um looking at all of the information praise the lord i had yeah i mean focus we're not like just taking people's lives lightly or not paying attention to these things so i was in regular contact with our mission department getting the need to know things but also trying to stay present to what we were doing um for one week only in denver so um we were the second week of spring break trips and the last group to get to go out um the weeks three and on got canceled um all my students aren't going back to school. At least they're going online for some time. Um, Penn is done for the semester. And uh, that was really hard to navigate with them because I didn't have a huge level of empathy, uh, partly because I was so focused on kind of a high pressure, you know, high, high leadership situation. It was hard to get out of that. Um, it was hard to remember, you know, all of those things that happen the end of senior year. Um, and... It's just very much a strange thing. And I, I'll remember <laughs> so distinctly having, you know, lived in our small little guest house that was on the property of the Little Sisters of the Poor where we were so privileged to be able to stay and going between there and um, the Denver Catholic Charities shelter where we were serving, kind of just going back and forth between those two places, um, going to a church for mass, hearing from the priest a lot to wash our hands. Um, he preached about that quite extensively. Now I understand a little bit more why we saw that the missiles were gone from the pews. He drew attention to that. Never did I think that masses were going to get canceled, but that happened on Friday. Um, and I remember stopping at CVS and hearing that they were out of hand sanitizer and out of thermometers and out of toilet paper. And I thought that that was so funny at first because I just didn't realize that it was going on everywhere and we had just been kind of out of the loop. So um, I'm so thankful that everyone is safe, that everyone got home safe, um, that we were able to have a really meaningful mission trip. And thank you so much for all of you that were praying for us. But it's definitely a unique situation and been weird to come back from. So, yeah. Yeah. Did you, um, yeah, go ahead. with your, like, feeling that you struggled to have empathy with the students, like, having that change happen on them, did you feel like it was more because, like, did you at the time think that the whole thing was an overreaction or just, like, that the cancellation of school, like, truly just isn't, wasn't necessarily that big a deal? Like, what was kind of, it was just what was going on being in your so heart? unsure. It was like a... Like, I think it was hard to tap into the emotions that they might have been experiencing because the whole situation just did not compute, you know? 
it was just like what do you mean um like i could understand that the call was made i saw i guess i saw that harvard was canceled and it's just so surprising it's like how i don't i just didn't know how to react to that kind of a situation i don't think i guess maybe i thought that it was a little bit overblown um until i understood the nature of the cancellations is a -hmm. lot of liability and once one institution mm. sets a precedent for right, right, right. doing this as a safety precaution, if others don't follow suit and something were to happen in the likely unlikely event, it seems um, that something were to happen or there was a serious outbreak on one of those campuses, it would be a huge liability, like n- gross negligence on that institution, which is why I think a lot of higher education institutions have made the decision and especially i mean i i don't know the the politics of this but the ivies being some of the first to cancel mm-hmm. um they just well, had a lot at risk and it was hard to understand the nature of that risk that it wasn't just a health thing but it's also a liability thing right i mean like ultimately i don't really expect myself to know the full extent of the situation mm-hmm. um but i also you know like while i'm not this has been the case for all of us that we're not worried about ourselves mm-hmm. um we're worried about the people who are more vulnerable mm-hmm. in the situation so why have i been staying inside my house not because i'm scared i'm gonna get the coronavirus right. but because i don't know who i'm gonna run into on the street um and i think similarly like just having large institutions where people are going out and going and being near each other it means that a virus as contagious as this is going to continue to spread even if it's being spread between between people who are low risk mm-hmm. and people who are asymptomatic right. it's going to hit somebody who is not low risk and who is not asymptomatic um unless all those people stay away from other people <laughs> well and that i mean that reality i think is really setting in for a lot of us but that hasn't exactly. been common knowledge it, i mean we were hearing that there was the coronavirus and what the death rates were and there was it was all very out there and then it was like oh wow it's spreading and then it was here and in in the interim the information at least that i felt was coming to just like the average american was you might not know that you have it wash your hands it feels like oh, the flu i don't know i feel wash like i got hands. more and so like very quickly the information was spread more and I feel like I understand it but all I knew even those I would have right. been seeking information and being like tapped into reliable information sto- stores was be careful wash your hands you know um and hmm. I knew I wasn't I wasn't surprised when part of our mission trip was serving the elderly that got canceled early right. you know but even right, on right. Saturday and Sunday we were with them and on Monday we got canceled you know and on Saturday and Sunday it was wash your hands and yeah, then, but every state was different. Right, totally. Like, what they were communicating. Cause, I'm like, just explaining my experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. so from wash your hands to school is canceled felt mm-hmm. drastic. And then we were able to understand more of the nature of the thing, right. um, which is really, really important and really important that we do. I think that that's even something to tap into. We didn't get the yep. information right away and needed to change our lives pretty significantly yeah. without complete information. And yeah. that's hard for some people and scary for others. And I think that's a really interesting thing to look at, actually. I think so, too. Like, it's how we all want to, like, understand everything that's happening. And if we don't understand, it's interesting that we like still form an opinion that, mm-hmm. like, I because that's what I was doing, right? Like, on Wednesday, Thursday, last, like, Tuesday. Tuesday, I was thinking about going on a retreat in Boston over spring break, which has since been canceled. Um, And this was Tuesday of last week before I think most things had been Mm -hmm. shut down. Um, And my mom was like, um, my mom was like, you cannot go to Boston. And I was like, what are you talking about? You just don't want me to go on this retreat. Um, And so I like had this full sort of mentality of like, this is not dangerous Mm -hmm. and like I mean even that I don't know how dangerous it is to go to Boston but regardless um like I had a mentality of like this is not gonna be something that's worth changing my entire life around Mm -hmm. um and that was on Tuesday by like Thursday I understood the risk for people who were um older or who Mm -hmm. were like pregnant or um have uh what's the term when you have pre-existing conditions Mm um and then by Friday, I was like, we all need to stay away from each other. <laughs> um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was really bizarre. So California didn't cancel mass until Monday. So mm-hmm. I did go to mass on Sunday. Um, and that was really, I don't know, 
in a pretty big church there were probably like 40 of us mm-hmm. um what they said was like four people to a pew but obviously there were way less people than what you needed mm-hmm. for four people to a pew um so we were all like one person in a pew and we were all like separated by multiple pews yeah um but it, i mean all this like first of all i think it's really amazing to look at like the theology of spiritual communion mm-hmm. and i wonder what that's going to mean for the church that it honestly might i well, I think this whole thing is going to increase the faith of our country mm-hmm. um i don't see it going the other way yet yeah um, why do you think that is yeah well i think that there's like this thirst this like desert mm-hmm. that we've been drop, drawn into um i don't know that our culture um is disposed to like really take our time away and to think about what really matters like I think what people are going to be doing with their mental energy is watching a lot of tv Mm -hmm. um so I don't necessarily think that it's because of that yeah I think it's more because of like the thirst for community and the thirst for something spiritual right um and even like ritual right when you take somebody I I think about my families that I I sent home a letter about spiritual communion yeah and I feel like there are people who are going to look at that and be like wait what you can do this. So if I don't go to mass on Sunday, then I'm supposed to do this. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you say to yourself, wait, so why don't I go to mass on Sundays? And then mm-hmm. you realize, wait a minute, my priorities have been skewed this whole time. Mm-hmm. Now that this is taken from me, I realize how much it matters. Mm-hmm. Um, now that the Eucharist is not available to me, I realize how much it matters. Um, that's not going to be the case for everybody. But I feel like for some of us who are like, teetering on lukewarm Mm -hmm. that this has the opportunity to kind of drag people into not drag but like to tip the scale yeah um towards being more fully invested i don't know well i think that it definitely broadens one's horizon you know like that was a sobering moment when i realized that masses in the archdiocese of denver were canceled indefinitely um Mm -hmm. that most likely like that wouldn't change before easter I was like, whoa, you know, that's crazy. Um, that is such a valuable time. And I, I love the mass and I love the Eucharist and I have to be, yeah, that has to look different. Um, and a gift of being in, I mean, I hope that I live my life on mission, but that like being on a mission trip and, and being with the poor is that there are many people throughout the world that do not have the opportunity to go to mass, um, more than once a month, maybe even like in some places more than once a year, the sacramental poverty is a real thing. And that, well, if we have the opportunity to receive the sacraments, we ought to, right? We shouldn't be willfully spirit i mean sacramentally poor but we can exercise solidarity with those who this is their reality that's a really important Mm -hmm. opportunity to take in this time uh to realize that if god doesn't abandon the people in the amazon who you know i think a lot of western catholics might not understand or have empathy with um especially like in current like yeah church history um that this is a real thing and actually it's it's a little bit harder than you think intellectually when you're looking at someone else's problem to enter in and to have solidarity there is really important um but another thought not to like yeah i i hope and i pray that this is an opportunity to increase faith i hope that it's not a time that people myself included fall into vice um the like mm-hmm. it, spiritual laziness or mm-hmm. or lust or yeah just sloth of any variety um that i mean is gonna require discipline and an effort which is a wonderful thing um but i've also thought about agencies i mean i was working at a homeless shelter where if the homeless shelter has to shut down people in an emergency situation have no place to sleep exactly um and that there actually is yeah, it's really important that we're cautious societally, um, but not forgetful of other forms of vulnerability. There are people that are medically vulnerable. There are also people that are financially vulnerable. And I'm not saying like mm-hmm. cancel the quarantines or things like that, but if at all possible for businesses to adapt to be able to stay open so those who don't have the luxury of any kind of savings who are living from paycheck to paycheck can still mm-hmm. have an income. Um, yep. I think about programs for for low-income families where school cancellation also means meal cancellation for families. Yep. Um, yeah, so... Or, yeah, this morning, I mean, like, I wouldn't have never thought of this. This was all on my dear housemate who realized that 
schools being canceled canceled wow ashlyn um universities being canceled totally puts off blood drives and the expectations of blood banks um Hmm. because that's where they get a lot of blood donations is on university campuses and so Hmm. even though we couldn't have it at a building she and i went to donate blood out of a van today um, because there are some Mm -hmm. things that do need to continue to move other things that can stay you know stay put and stop um but yeah i don't need to go out for a drink at the bar but the person who works at the bar still needs an income it's tricky yeah so yeah luckily and and i think that not a lot of cities are doing this maybe more i don't know but a couple days ago the mayor of los angeles um made a few like statements where he was now i don't know what the receipts on this are i don't know if he's doing it Mm -hmm. but um he is like calling for some kind of moratorium on um evictions Mm -hmm. and both for for uh, homes and for commercial businesses um which i think like i think that that's a really big thing because what do like you know why do these these businesses need to stay open one of their biggest expenses is like the cost of Mm -hmm. keeping their location um and what else did we mention? Oh yeah, talking about the homeless. So they w- were working with like motels mm-hmm. to pay the motels to make them available to the homeless. Um, and a-, a lot of school districts are doing this where they're having places available for meal pickup. Um, mm-hmm. But I think childcare is actually one of the bigger concerns. Like when we have all this at home learning, like so many reasons why people have school like why they send their kids to school mm-hmm. instead of doing homeschool is because they have to work mm-hmm. um and so if your work is not canceled then like who's gonna help your kid with their work right. with their schoolwork um and as far as like online learning is concerned our deanery in los angeles like a lot of most los angeles schools changed to online but our deanery wasn't allowed to so far um i think i meant did i mention that already you um, did to me but not here on the podcast okay yeah so um we weren't allowed to um, because of concerns about availability of devices and internet or whatever. Um, so at least until the 31st, all of their work is on paper, not online. Um, and I am glad that, that people thought about that, you know. Um, but should we be going past the 31st, um, which we don't know yet. But if we do, then that'll be changed to online learning. So, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty crazy. It is. It's very complex. And it's not just a, you know, like... I I don't know how to solve these problems. I'm very thankful that it's not all on me, but I think it also is Mm -hmm. good to look at the things. It's like, what is in my sphere of concern? All of this, what's been my sphere of influence? Um, Right. And it's like, I think that with this, we have, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Like what you guys did this morning, going out to give blood and like being available and like smart, but available to the people mm-hmm. who might need us, who are able-bodied and um, who are healthy and young and whatever. Um, like, yeah, we want to, now I have been keeping myself because I know how many people I was in contact with last week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a large, large number. Um, but regardless, like, this is something that in Stone to Flash, my community that we've been talking about a lot is like, that this is kind of where like, our like apostolic creativity has to come out mm-hmm. where we can't just be relying on institutions to do everything right. for us. Like we have to just be very attentive to um, the needs of humanity mm-hmm. right now and of our communities um, to create the spaces or create the services that are needed in this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm actually pretty edified by the amount of, encouragements that have gone out um it's some weird perspective on (laughs) social media they in general i'm pretty skeptical about um but i'm like wow you know like right this is not better than in-person contact or like you know being attentive to whatever it's an easy distraction and i fall for it a lot um but it also can be very helpful. I've been so encouraged. The chaplain at Boston U, where I was a missionary last year, put out these awesome IGTV videos the last two days. They're so cool. Yeah. And I love the opportunity to be able to hear his voice and hear his reflections, you know, that he isn't putting yeah. out there. And I think that that's okay that before this, he wasn't doing that, you know? Yeah. But this is a nice advantage. It's, I mean, everyone buckle up. I'm about to surprise Christina. Um yeah. 
I was talking to the chaplain of the University of Maryland. They're moving a lot of their ministry online. So one of the things that we did at Maryland that really bonded us together is a class taught by Dominican friars that were in formation now is going to be moved online so I can go, you know? (gasps) Can I go? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, she kept saying, she was like, what part of this is going to blow my mind? What part? Uh, She screamed everyone, so I did it, right? Um, I was like, it's not working. (laughs) So... There are things that I can join in on that I wasn't going to be able to join in on before. Um, yeah. And that you can too. Um, there are cool things that will happen as a result of this very strange, strange situation. Um, and I like, yeah, have no real authority to give any advice here. But I think it's like okay to be sad and bummed out about this. And it's okay mm-hmm. to... like really look at the scary things that are going on and mourn you know Mm -hmm. mourn for just like terrible things that are happening both in our country and internationally um i think it would i'm more at risk of turning like a blind eye because i'm scared of feeling sad you know just just really enter into that is important yeah there's like a spiritual reality jesus said like blessed are those who mourn they will be comforted we have to admit Mm -hmm. how we're doing uh to each other and to the lord um that's very important but also yeah. that when we come through it, even if the economy is wrecked, mm-hmm. even if life never looks the same again in our lifetime, like Jesus mm-hmm. will still be Lord. Amen. Yes. And I think that this has been so apparent in our readings. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Like on Sunday, the last day of having mass, it's the, for California at least, mm-hmm. the Exodus reading about um, worshiping God in spirit and truth. No, no, that's what he says in the gospel. No. It was so beautiful, though. It no, was... but the Exodus reading was when they um, they had just left Egypt and they were without water for right. three days, which is a big freaking deal, mm-hmm. right? Like we always get all like, let me let me use nice words. We always get so like um, like huffy about <laughs> so uppity. judgy about the Old Testament Jud- about like, the Israelites in Egypt. So like, oh, they're mumbling, they're mumbling. Oh my goodness, they're mumbling. I don't know why I'm saying it like that. We're mumbling. <laughs> Guys, we're mumbling. A mumbling. We are them. Um, but like, so yeah, they're mumbling, mumbling, mumbling. Um, and they've been without water for three days. And it's like, if I were asking God for water and I didn't have any water for three days, you better believe me as I am right now would be mumbling, mumbling, mumbling. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd like to think that I wouldn't. screaming, but- screaming. Yeah, exactly. Like, crying, am I mumbling crying, or crying. am I crying in despair? That's a good question. Um, but anyways, like, so that's where those people are at, you know, and it's like that we have that example and like, what are we being called to, but to continue? To, so yeah, anyways, but what is what happens with them is Moses takes that same staff that can turn into a serpent and that can mm. turn water into blood and he turns rock mm. into water, mm. right? That like God is God and God in that particular moment, God hears their mumbling and rather than rebuking them in that particular moment, he says, you know what? Thank you for your prayer. Let mm. me deliver. And it's like, we have the opportunity to take this crazy situation where we're desperately pleading God to, you know, to do something and to continue that prayer. And and then, so we have that example where God responds Mm -hmm. to the mumbling version. And then we go to, what was Tuesday's reading? Tuesday's mass reading was from the book of Daniel when you have Azariah in the fire. So Mm -hmm. if you remember the Babylonian names of the three guys in the fire. Shadrach, um, Meshach, and Abednego. Meshach and Abednego. (laughs) We love that. (laughs) Rakshak Um, and Benny from the VeggieTale days. Yep, we love that. Um, But that, yeah, these guys have been in exile in Babylon for however many years. And like their lives were upended. And what happens? Like they've been praying for deliverance, praying for deliverance. Where does um, Azariah end up? He ends up in a fire, mm. in a furnace. <laughs> it's like, and and what is he doing? And this is so spectacular that like, he makes this amazing prayer where he is just praising God, mm. say, speaking of God's promises and that God always delivers and um, praising him for that. And then it's not even just like, oh God, please don't abandon me. Please, please, please. Which like is a beautiful prayer too. Um, but it's this like confidence mm. that, God's deliverance is God's deliverance and it's like a promise to make himself an offering that he sees this like chance of being burned up in this flame as him being the offering for um 
to God because mm. it, okay the, I, wow. this is like my little this is my little crazy reflection I'm gonna finish this in a second I, I know it. I've been monologuing no, okay so in the Babylonian exile get ready I don't know you might have already thought of this Babylonian exile they don't have their temple sacrifice mm-hmm. they don't have their usual worship they don't have their priests wow so what does he do is he takes his humble and contrite spirit and he makes that a sacrifice mm-hmm. And is that not what we are being called to do Amen. while we don't have, first of all, while we're in this situation that's, you know, scary yeah, and where people are, um, there's like this immense suffering that's happening for per- certain members of our population and then yeah. this immense uncertainty for many of us. And then um, we don't have our usual ways of worshiping, right. um, which are beautiful and given to us by God. You know, like mm-hmm. the same way that the, the Israelites, those were things that were directly given them given to them by God. Wow. And he said, do these things. It's not like, but anyways, but that ultimately like that sacrifice of oneself, of yeah. one's contrite spirit is so much greater than the sacrifice of rams and bulls mm-hmm. and lambs or whatever. Right. Um, and God makes that very clear in yes. the Psalms. Yes. <laughs> Last <laughs> comment on lot. it. Yeah. No, it's so good. Exactly. Last comment on it is that in our baptism, we're baptized priest, prophet, king. And in this moment, like, in our baptism as priest, it means constantly bringing that humble and contrite Mm -hmm. spirit and offering it to the Lord as a sacrifice. Mm. That's it. That's huge. That's it. This is a good reminder for me um, because I'll admit in the tumult of it all, and it's like, you know, like, I got to be realistic about this. I got to admit it. I got to get back up and move on. There's just a lot of big things happening all at once and... You know, the culmination of a project that I've been working on for a long time. I'm so thankful that I got to do it. You know, a lot of mission trip directors that didn't get to go on their mission Mm -hmm. trip. It was just like an intense emotional experience. And I'm just now like trying to get back to normal and normal looks so different that there is like a part of my heart that's like well if easter isn't happening lent's not happening either you know (laughs) and it's like Mm -hmm. no both of these things are going to happen but i will Mm -hmm. admit that like i think that looking down the road a ways and seeing something that was different than what I expected and plans being canceled I was like well it's all canceled you know this is canceled Mm -hmm. everything's canceled and that's just not true it just looks different and so this that was such a good exhortation and such a great reminder of you know I think maybe we've said this before on the podcast but I think it's worth repeating that the concept of offering something up is not just in catholic baptized way of saying suck it up i don't feel sorry for you yeah it's a real invitation to do something that we are given by god to do you know we don't yes, have yes, this yes. offering of our contrite spirit based off of our own merit and goodness it's something that he has given us so we can worship him um and that we get to choose whether or not to do that and it will be hard and that's that's okay um yeah Mm-hmm. Oh, so good so we shouldn't waste the suffering no yeah yeah don't let suffering go to waste that's yeah exactly that's the truth yeah. about redemptive suffering offer it up and i think the problem with offer it up is that so often people do say it as like mm-hmm. a, okay stop complaining <laughs> um but it it does mean everything that you said it does and like redemptive suffering is critical on the path mm-hmm. of holiness to just like take all of those sufferings and nail them to the cross and to praise yeah. God for the opportunity to participate in his um, redemption of the world through his own suffering. Yeah. Well, and I and mean, then knowing that they've already been resurrected. Mm. Amen. For everyone that's already doing this, you know, that's listening and it's like, yep, been leading my Bible study online, just got off the video call, did a virtual hangout. Like, thank you for being creative thank you for being hopeful thank you for being inspirational take heart don't give up keep going you know this is this is not gonna be for forever but it's not gonna be for just today either you know and so as we're engineering these creative solutions um we need to keep doing them and i'm so so thankful to be a part of a body that has been so inspiring and so creative in this time um it's really really amazing and i'm so thankful that those things are being shared and hopefully this can just be another another opportunity to reflect on what we've been given and that we are so not abandoned in a difficult situation and that god like didn't make this happen um 
but that will use it to sanctify his holy church. That's that's a guarantee. Mm-hmm. I um, in all honesty, you cut out there for like thirty seconds, but you were started by saying something about using online situations uh, just to basically tell people that if they were being creative right now which i've seen so many people and i think a lot of people that are listening to this probably are doing a lot of these things that we've already mm-hmm. talked about and encouraged and felt um the same way and yeah just we'll let's just keep doing it um yeah let's not get bored of of this creativity yeah. yes um <laughs> it's been funny like I feel like yeah I've been very like edified by the um the online uh, meetings I've been having with people and whatever it may be um but it's so funny how like I get I I get to the end of those because we know that I'm like kind of a middle extrovert introvert Mm -hmm. I get to the end of those and I'm like okay like this was good this was great thank you and a bunch mm-hmm. of other people on the call are like, you have the ones who like haven't said a word the whole time and are like waiting mm-hmm. to be. I mean, they're like, this is this is a, like I'm enjoying this, but like mm-hmm. I don't really need to say anything. We don't need to extend it. Then the mm-hmm. ones who are like, I can just feel everyone's loneliness. How's everybody doing? Okay, like that's just like, a day we, in we, the life of our remote team. Right? We can still get like one on one. We can still do that, right? <laughs> You're like, yes, we can, but you know, it'll also be okay if we don't. And they're like, what? No, won't. <laughs> I had a great conversation today uh, that was like a very long conversation because we both just had time, you know? <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, exactly. you know, what else are you doing today? And there was nothing. <laughs> it was just this, you know? I, I um, mean, yesterday was my first day of like staying home. Um, and it was funny that um, I knew this was going to happen. Cause this is what happens every time I have a Saturday to myself. Um, I like have my to-do list and I'm like, I'll start in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll start in five minutes. Then I never start. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, exactly what you said before about the sloth and stuff. Let's not. I did stuff today. Good work. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm sorry that I'm such a freak, but I just, like, really enjoy working from home. <laughs> oh, no. I th- I, I mean, I am have a feeling it's going to be... Well, actually, it'll be weird once we get to online learning because it's, like such a transition it's so weird i don't know yeah i guess my tips unsolicited what? no one asked oh yeah yeah oh give, get give up. tips for working from home do it do make it, do your it. bed and clean your room that's what i was just about to yes. do yes so i think that like you don't even have to work in your room but if you get up and i mean put on whatever clothes you want i don't think that they have to be nice if you want to put on nice clothes go for it if you want to wear sweats wear sweats but make your bed that's my advice um and I, I guess I'm a pretty visual person. And so if it's a serene working environment, I enjoy that. Um, but another working from home life hack that I love is just Microsoft to do. Um, I just make a little to do list every day and I can put a deadline on when it is. And then when I'm feeling that lull, I can check in with myself. Do you actually need to take a break? Or are you just trying to avoid work or unsure of what to do? If I actually need to take a break, I will. If it's just that I'm not sure what to do, I'll look at that to-do list and challenge myself to knock a number of them off um, before taking a break. So kind of incentivizing those breaks. Those are things that maybe people do in the office. I just find more discipline and accountability doing them at home. I don't know why. So, um, yeah. But, yeah, it's okay to take a 10, you know. Um, And you might actually go back to your next task more effectively by getting up and changing our laundry or, you know, putting on some lipstick or refilling your coffee, which you probably would have done at work anyway, um, Mm -hmm. to not feel like you're not productive by taking a 10, by having that pause when you go back to your work, you're not just staring at your screen wishing that you could take a break. So that's, that might be just crap advice for some of you. Hopefully it's helpful for somebody. I think that'll be helpful for me. Well, then it was just for you. Thank you. I'm here. If you hear clicking, I'm trying to download Microsoft to do. There you are. Do you use Outlook? What's that? Oh, she froze. Oh, it's the email platform for Microsoft. Do you? Use oh, Gmail? yes, I have that. No, do I don't use that. Else? I use Gmail. Okay. Yeah. So they might have a to-do list. I like that with my email, it can sync with the to-do list. So if I flag something, oh. it will go to my to-do list. But wow, wow, um, I know. That was the first, that was the onboarding for my job is figure out ways to communicate with people in a different location. So, um, God works in mysterious ways. 
I am not a professional at it yet, but I do we have any last um, thoughts, feelings, or desires about the current situation? Um, you know what's weird is being home, like not home, being like, yeah, at my house mm-hmm. and having a quote unquote break from school, meaning like a time where I don't go into school mm-hmm. and not being either home with my family or traveling. Mm-hmm. That has never happened in my entire life. Yeah. Ever. This is a new experience. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I honestly wish I could go home, but I'm also like, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. I think it can be a really valuable time to right. make a memory in a new place, like in, in the home of that new place. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I learned that from going back to campus a little bit early, um, later mm-hmm. on in my time as a campus missionary, mm-hmm. um, getting there like a couple weeks before I had to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but I think that having a chance to make some of those memories or like grow rooted in a place can be good. Yeah, we'll see. We will. If I- <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I think that what's been really good is just taking everything day by day, mm-hmm. avoiding the rabbit holes of like anxiety. Because mm-hmm. like, yeah, as I've mentioned on the podcast before i do have anxiety and i've been really grateful that like i don't know there's something about this whole thing that like i don't know if it's something that i'm doing or something that just is like pure grace or whatever that that like it's honestly not really being triggered um that is amazing i think yeah just like i'm trying to say think of what that is in case there's anybody who like also struggles with that and is finding themselves very anxious in this time like I don't know. I think maybe it's just this, that like, honestly, the idea that I have immense control over this situation is Mm. a 100% lie or the idea. I actually, that's not it. We already know that we don't have control. Um, The idea that we should have control is 100% a lie. Um, And like, I think acknowledging that is the very first step because so much of anxiety is like, well, I can't control this and I should. I can't control this and I should. I can't control Mm -hmm. this and I should. You cannot control this and you shouldn't Mm -hmm. be able to control this. Okay. Unless you are one of the health workers working in this field this is not on you Mm -hmm. and like if you really want to control something then fine stay inside yeah okay if you want to if you want to feel like you have some kind of control then stay in i think that's all i opportunity to grow in obedience and this is hard i mean i kind of thought i was going to talk about this earlier and then forgot and then remembered um there you go it's weird people our age have a pretty dicey record with trusting public figures or trusting people that we ought to be able to trust and so you know difficulty with obedience for people of our generation you might disagree with me you christina you whoever's listening to this i don't think is entirely our fault and there i am a millennial trying to abdicate some sort of responsibility but i think that we've grown up in a time where we were just able to see people fail more publicly and that chips away at our ability to trust them that being said Obedience is a spiritual principle that we can't be good disciples unless we learn how to be obedient. And so that doesn't mean to be blind, to be like led astray. We have to use our intellects, but sometimes we just don't want to do something unless we see what's in it for us or we only want to follow directions that we think are directly Mm -hmm. related to our situation. Mm -hmm. And that is a problem that many people are calling out right now, that people that don't view themselves to be at risk are making Mm it riskier for others. Yeah. Um, and so whether I think you think this is overblown and stupid or not, right now our opportunity is to be obedient and trust that, you know, that's our job. Either it won't matter or like it will. And that's not on us, but exactly. spiritually it's relevant. And to yeah. allow God to use this time to teach our hearts the, the, the value of obedience and to help us mm-hmm. become more obedient can be a real good. Yeah, I think I like... Most of our listeners are probably recognizing the gravity of this situation, but I, yeah, just like, I think it's really important to acknowledge that if, um, yeah, if we are acting cavalier about this, we have to acknowledge that other people's lives might be on our hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, if you're not worried about yourself, fine. Are you worried about, you know, the three or four or however many older people who might, uh, be directly affected mm-hmm. by a person's own carelessness um and it's like most of us <laughs> none of us really are going to be okay with that none of yeah. us are going to be okay with 
having other people's lives in our hands because we were careless. Um, so like, I think that's very sobering. And the other mm-hmm. sobering thing that I saw on the internet, something that a school superintendent said, um, when he was closing schools where he said that ultimately we're not going to know whether or not we overreacted to the situation, mm-hmm. but if we underreacted, it will become abundantly clear. Yeah. So, um, I think that that's very true. And that's yeah. like sober discernment, you mm-hmm. know, when you're in a high stakes situation, you have to do the thing that, um, is most going to honor the dignity of the people who are entrusted to you. And so I think that this has been really, you know, like as much as it's interesting because it's always, you know, politically things are so bizarre. I don't Mm -hmm. understand this group (laughs) mind thing that happens in politics where people who are like pro-life are so like, not always, this is a generalization, but like, it seems like a lot of the people who are not that worried about this are like also you know, wanting to protect the unborn. And then a lot of the people who are like super worried about this don't really care about the unborn. I've, and it's just like, I feel what? like it's like, th- it's drawing new lines too. <laughs> um, I, I think that in a weird Ooh. way, I don't know. I, there's a lot more that I could look into it. Um, but that I'm seeing some like, yeah, other, or what, how am I trying to describe it? Like it's a new polarizing issue. So we still are dealing with this problem mm-hmm. of, we don't know how to, we have to disagree like vehemently with the most dramatic examples that possibly could be either. This is not a big deal or is ending the world and there is no in between. Okay. That's not true, but it sometimes feels that way. But I feel like we've got like new people populating these polls. Mm. Um, Interesting. So I, I don't know, you know, we'll see how it plays out. I think it's really, these have been great points. Um, I'll throw it back in there that like this, can't be an every man for himself or an every like privileged person for themselves or their privileged community that sounded a little bit sharper than I wanted it to but forgive me uh that like there are some old people that also like have no home and no food and you mm-hmm. might not be able to go help them directly you know like right. most places aren't taking any volunteers right now but mm-hmm. um yeah like quarantine is something that needs to happen but is like a luxury that some people won't have and so yep. to hold our principles really strongly but to have a level of um, yes. space and understanding yes. for someone who might have to see it a different way and not yep. jump to conclusions about what someone else is doing or how reckless they're being or how obsessive they're being you just like as we don't know what we're doing and we're entering into a time that is very uncertain we need to be smart we also need to like try to trust each other to the best of our mm-hmm. ability. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm curious about what information is gonna come out like tomorrow that would make <laughs> this podcast outdated. You know, <laughs> it will. So remember, it's Wednesday. Thanks for listening to us on Thursday or whenever it is that you're getting around to this. And if you're sick of coronavirus and you just want to skip this one, you didn't even hear me say that. So, um, um, and. Please, guys, while everybody's, you know, home and whatnot, maybe it's the time to listen to some podcasts. I don't know. Um, <laughs> share some so podcasts with your lonely friends. Share some podcasts to your lonely friends. <laughs> you can do a group podcast listen. Oh listen to gosh. Christina and I with all of your lonely friends. We're also, you know what? I saw a podcast, Catching Foxes, decided to go live on Facebook um, on Tuesday night to do their recording. Um, when it was honestly kind of funny, it took them 40 minutes to get it to work. <laughs> but, um, yeah, if that's something that people would be interested in, we'll probably do that it. That could anyway. be fun. Um, yeah, we'll probably do it and <laughs> live by ourselves. <laughs> and with and, that, oh my gosh, wait, that would actually be so funny when we like see one comment or like one viewer and be like, <gasps> oh my God, we love you. <laughs> Thank Who are you? you. Who are you? Shout out, shout out. <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. Do, is there anything exploding your soul this week? It was definitely the Daniel reading. Mm. Um, I was when I I read it in the morning yesterday, and I was thinking about all that stuff. Not all of it, almost all of it, and I was like, whoa. But I don't like didn't really put it together. And then last night we had a little, um, we had our stone to flesh, um, meeting online, and Ivana, the person in charge, um, she really kind of like expounded on mm. that whole first reading and I was like, yes, yes, yes. So a lot of what you heard was from that. Um, we also did a crazy good talk on community last night too, mm. um, which was already planned before this whole thing happened. So Wow. God works. That was cool. Yeah. How about you? Um, 
a lot of things, but unique grace would say is that um, I was pretty challenged. I they already know this, so if hopefully <laughs> mission trip people, you're listening to this. Um, it was a hard group. I think that we needed some time to get used to each other, and Ooh. it was a little challenging. Um, but oh. It was amazing what God can do with our hearts when we just ask him to transform them. There were so many times where I was like, Lord, I am just, my love is too poor to love the way that you're asking me to love right now. Increase my love. And he so did. And just the crazy time of like being tired and wanting space and feeling so confused about the world. And then, you know, finally getting it and realizing how much I I miss the people that I was with. Um, is beautiful. And I think that the Lord definitely grew my heart in that way. And there is this weird delight in like missing people that once annoyed you. So, um, <laughs> God's very good. Cool. Yeah. That's spectacular. Beautiful. So, well, everybody, uh, thanks for tuning in. And, uh, we are grateful that you have come to us during this time, whatever time it is. Um, Hey, if you're coming from the future post coronavirus, if you are, listening a year from now um that's cool <laughs> i don't really have anything else to say glad you made it i wonder if anybody would do that i feel like i would if i was binge listening to a podcast which i've done before um so anyways hi okay <laughs> pray for so, us please everybody yeah please uh share 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 if you uh have some time which you probably should. <laughs> if you feel inspired to write a review um, or give us a rating, please do so. And um, yeah, we're grateful for you guys. If you want to get in contact with us, you can follow us at APW Podcast on Instagram and you can email us at APWPodcast at gmail.com. Um, follow us, give us a like on Facebook, um, A Place Within Podcast on Facebook and uh, the Facebook. The Facebook. Uh, that's it. That's, that's yeah. what we got. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. M-M. So, uh, yeah. Thank you. That was a fake cough. Sorry. That wasn't funny. That wasn't funny. I'm in my room by myself. It is good. It is good that you exist. You do. Oh, I was talking to the listeners. You (laughs) (laughs) too. I was talking to you too, Ashley. (laughs) She already pressed.